Welcome back to Girl Code, where we discuss life, love, relationships, and everything and anything under the sun. My name is Amanda. I'm Nicole. And I'm Diana. And you are currently streaming Girl Code on Spotify. Today, we are going to dive a little bit deeper into the topic of growing up. Mainly because life just gets harder, right? As an adult, I mean, it's a great time to be alive. But, you know, being alive means responsibilities as well. So to really start us off, maybe if you guys are okay, can you share with everyone on like how old you are and what we do for a general day? Okay, maybe I'll start. Okay, so hi everyone. My name's Amanda. I'm 29 years old (laughs) and I'm a producer here at Titan. Nikki. Hi everyone, I'm Nicole. I'm 26 years old and I'm currently a marketing campaign manager in Google. Hi everyone, I'm Diana. I am 26 this year and I run my own business. You know, as you grow up and as you start to adult and you have more and more responsibilities and it makes you think of like the younger days, right? You know, when you're a kid and you just have like no responsibilities, you can just poop in your pants and everybody will be like, oh, so cute. But then now if you, as an adult, you poop in your pants, everybody is going to be like what's wrong with you but okay let's just start by talking about our childhood days and the struggles of childhood honestly I think as a child you don't really have much struggles your only struggle is studying right no 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 I got bullied whoever bullied Nicole I'm coming after you (laughs) I promise you I will come after you no but I think as a kid like the things that you think now when we are adults might not be as stressful but as a kid it's like your whole life I would be lying if I said that childhood was like easy it it depends on how you look at it like for me it was still quite tough Uh, for me I think it shapes me to be who I am today so when I was really young I helped my parents work for my family business right so back then weekdays I will be studying weekends I'll be working I don't really have much free time this kind of perseverance kept me of who I am today but I think for myself compared to the both of you I had life quite easy because I'm kind of like a happy-go-lucky kind of person if people like judge me I kind of don't really care growing up as a kid I was kind of weird I still am right now I mean my my good friend you know can testify a lot of people pointed it out to me that Amanda why are you so weird to many people you know, that can be an insult. So I sort of struggled with that, like sort of like a, it's like an internal thing, like a internal personality thing. So it's not really like external factors. So I think a lot of like struggles when it comes to childhood, it can be both internal and external factors as well. But of course, there's a lot of like the external things, external struggles of childhood. Like you have to wake up early for school, you have to study, you have co-curricular activities, right? You know, those are just really the simple things. But what are some of the other things you feel that you face and how do you manage to overcome it maybe we start with Nick I think for me it was just being very busy like what you mentioned right besides just studying for school waking up at like 6am because I, I thought I if I recall correctly assemblies at 7 it was like at an ungodly hour and then after school ended you still had to do CCAs and then after CCAs maybe I don't know if you have like a remedial class or tuition so it's like really packed from very early in the morning to very late at night um, and I didn't really have time to sort of like do the things that I wanted to do as a kid I don't know like 
go out, chill, yeah. go to yeah. Disneyland. Because <laughs> you, you, you spend your whole childhood around education, yeah. right? And yeah. like, oh, in Singapore, you know, your education system is sort of like, I would say pretty hardcore here in Singapore, right? Yes. You really go from like studying in one school to studying in the next school to studying in the next school and with like one month breaks in between and, and, and that's about it. You study all the way until you're like 20, 20 something when you finish uni or like you finish poly and like, okay, I'm an adult now, like now what? But, but the thing is that I feel like I'm still lucky because mm. I didn't have to work. So like Diana mentioned, she, you have to work, right? While you were studying, while you were still schooling. But for me, my main focus was just around school. So I think in comparison with a lot of people, I'm still considered lucky. Mm. But at that point of time, I felt like I was dying. Yeah, I think it's also a case of like the grass is always greener on the other side as mm. well. Like when you look at yourself, you're like, oh, why is life so difficult? Why do I have to study? Why can't I just pass this subject? Or like, why do I have like extra curricular activities after school? And then after that, I still have tuition. It's just so much as a kid. It seems so overwhelming. But you know, there's always like people like Diana who's on top of that, they still work <laughs> on top of all the school and you're like how do you manage that you know what I mean I mean like we're pretty lucky because the thing is that other people in other countries they want to go to school they yes. want to learn and they can't even have the opportunity to learn because maybe they don't have the financial resources and everything like that for me I think I enjoyed working more than studying I hated oh, really? studying dude really? I was like why do I have to study something I don't like okay <laughs> I'm gonna ask you that question again as an adult like when we go into the later part of this podcast mm-hmm. talking about adulthood um, but now to think back on my childhood honestly great and studying right now seems pretty damn easy <laughs> so you guys would um want to go back to like childhood times uh not childhood i want to go back to like school days 18 19 i don't know about you guys i mentioned that like i, I didn't really have friends in secondary school really too. i told you i was kind of like a i was kind of weirdo like a weirdo that everyone avoided and because of that a lot of people in a way bad mouthed me you sort of got bullied but you don't really care about yeah, it yeah I, I got bullied but i'm like okay guys enough attention on me i'm like i, I had that kind of mindset growing up as a kid yeah. i'm like stop talking about me just leave me a goddamn alone you know the only time i got bullied was when i was primary school because i was a nerd I was like a bookworm, actually. It's okay. You are now a hot nerd. Oh, I'll give you that, darling. <laughs> yeah, but but I didn't care, so I was like, okay. Yeah, like what? I don't. I didn't. I think I didn't really have friends back then too. But I was it's like, okay. it's okay. We're friends now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the people who have no friends are not friends. <laughs> yeah, but I understand. Like Nick, you were mentioning that you used to get bullied. How bad did it get for you, and how did it make you feel? Actually, I, I feel like I grew up a lot. So when I was very young, when I was in like secondary school, I was very quiet. I was very afraid to voice out what I was feeling. So I remember there was one time, I'm a late bloomer. So I got my period when I was in sec 1. And I didn't know what my period was. And it was when I was in school, um, in between classes. So I had no idea I had this like big red ass like stain right at the back of my uniform. Everyone just started laughing at me. And then now when I think about it, those people that, you know, like laughed at me, right? I look at where they're now and I'm like, oh girl. <laughs> there was one distinct moment I remember. The second time that I got bullied was not in school, but in a tuition center. Oh. So I was in a class full of girls as well. I don't know why, but like these group of girls were very mean. So they would like dress everything branded 
it and think of these as like 13, 14 year old girls you know they will carry like LV bags and all, that gracious, and all that random me. stuff um, so whenever I go to class I mean I come from school right? I don't dress that shit like I just wear my uniform backpack. it's just like, I'm just going to school guys just <laughs> yeah, like, man. like it's not a fashion show yeah and they're like oh what are you wearing and they'll be like for real oh my god oh my god it's like mean girls in real life. Life. yeah and then again I look at them now and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> okay kids are actually very mean yeah. <laughs> they say without thinking they yeah. just say it like, because they're so honest I think when you're in secondary school or when you're high school for our international listeners there's a herd mentality X person says this X person in the social hierarchy is above you I am going to agree with X person so that my social hierarchy can go up and it's so effing sad it's just so sad because it's like not only as a child do you have to live up to the expectation of your parents in terms of grades you have to live up to the expectations of your school for example if you're like in a high ranking school and you know they have like standards that they have to uphold to in terms of grades and everything and then on top of that you have to live up to the standards of your peers and the people around you of the same age as a child it's so hard to just simply comprehend that like, I'm sure there have been times where you're like, why are my friends so different from me? Uh? No, I think it was more of just like, we didn't know how to handle these sort of things because mm. we were so young, everything was new. You're like 18, 19, you're still sort of growing up, trying to adapt to like this late teens on the way to being a young adult kind of situation. And my friend came up to me and he, she was like, talking to me. Out of nowhere, she just came to tell me, Amanda, you're not as bad as what people say you are. <gasps> oh my God, they talk behind your back. That's the worst thing to hear. I'm like, what do people say about me? <laughs> I'm sure there are times where you guys are like judged because of what other people say about you. I don't give a shit what people say about me ever since like young. And I learned to be alone. Like me and Diana, just I really don't care about what you think of me at this point of time. Yeah. Like screw you in your ways. That is the struggle about just childhood in general. Yeah. But I mean now like as adults, we don't really care right anymore. I mean if someone talks bad about me, but whatever. But compared to last time if someone talked bad about me in school, I'd be like oh no. Oh, no. I will confront oh, them eh. Yeah but, but I'm no. that kind of person <laughs> Or even now you confront you, them you, you no, no 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 Like back then Oh back then I'm the kind of person That I will confront you In your face uh, I don't like it When people talk bad About you yeah, behind if, your back If you want to stab me Just stab me at the front yeah. Don't stab like, me at the back You dare to say it Then say it in my face There we go yeah. I totally agree And I remember This very very clear incident I was in primary P2 going on P3 So in my school When you finish primary 2 You have to change class In primary 3 Because then they are preparing you for streaming and whatnot and things mm-hmm. like that so you change classes so I had to change class and I this girl sitting next to me she's like my table buddy la. and I said oh okay I'm not gonna see you again for like a very long time uh, then I just gave her a hug everyone looked at me like I'm a strange person like that's not normal I, I don't apparently it's not <laughs> maybe in primary school it's not yeah in, I don't remember in, in yeah. primary school in a way like you, you don't know how to be affectionate to your yes. classmates mm. you know because you're like oh my teacher is best even, I love even my teacher like yeah. holding hands was like a ew kind of yeah, thing yeah, right yeah, yeah. unless time. it's like you line up two by two and you have mm, to have you know, to yeah you have to in case you get lost la 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 but it was so strange how everyone looked at me and like is Amanda a lesbian oh how did you know lesbian already because I wasn't an all-girls school rumoured oh. to have a high rate of like uh, like bullying no high rate of, <laughs> oh, of same-sex relationships let's just oh. put it that way okay. yeah but what's wrong with being a lesbian? I think girls' schools are particularly... Evil. <laughs> they are meaner, is it? They're meaner. I was told that 
the people who are meaner in girls' school. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I feel like I, I come from an all-girls school. I, I feel like generally in all-girls school, you're more emotionally vulnerable. No, I feel like girls are very competitive. So they get jealous much easier. Yeah. Um, and that's where not happiness, Correct. unhappiness springs from. So I have a friend who, I don't know if she's listening to this, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> you're like, whatever. In, not my friend. Yeah, no, <laughs> what's the name? Um, <laughs> name, sec- address. In secondary school, she mm-hmm. bitched about me. Um, but I didn't even know her. So she was jealous because I got into cheerleading and she didn't um, and she bitched about me all the way to uni but last time I would I would be very upset but now it's just like yeah let it go yeah. never sending my child to a girl's school <laughs> lesson learned if you from guys, this <laughs> if you guys are listening to this and you are from a girl's school just trust us we feel you we understand you we hear you <laughs> and if you are the mean one we hate you <laughs> no la we, we don't we don't hate you but we would encourage you we We would encourage you you to be better (laughs) (laughs) so basically the struggles that we have in childhood and in school is way different as we are adulting yes 100% what do you guys struggle with now Oh, wow, okay. Uh, Let's go. I know, first of I all, know. now that I'm married, I have to live with a boy. <laughs> Is that a struggle? It's not really a struggle. It's just like the regular married life struggles. Like, please put the, the, the toilet seat down when you're done kind of thing. It, 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 it bothers it you? No, it doesn't bother me, but it's like, <laughs> I have to be more cautious now and more mm. like, ah, okay, right. Texas. <laughs> your income oh, tax, your CPA. Corporate tax. Correct, oh, especially because you're a business owner all the more you have company tax I hate it. I'm like, why do I have to give money to people who don't do shit? <laughs> okay, okay. But before okay, we <laughs> before we digress, let's just go like in a more systematic order, okay? First thing you do when you become a, an adult is the struggle of finding work. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think I can relate to this quite well. So how it works in Singapore is that usually people in uni, right, before they graduate, they actually land jobs already. So they have yes. confirmation um, that after they graduate, they can immediately go into a role, maybe like like two months after yeah, yeah, after yeah. they have a break and stuff. So for mine, it was very uncertain because usually what people do is they do an internship yes. and then they try to get converted, right? Yes. But when I was applying for internships, I applied to at least, I would say, 30 to 40 companies. I got zero. Oh my goodness, so that that's was, a lot. That was the amount of like, stress, effort and pressure that I felt at that time. Especially when you knew that friends around you were getting jobs, they were showing off on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. like incoming XXX at whatever company, like yeah. I don't need to know about whatever. <laughs> so at that time it was really very stressful. But I think I just told myself, you know, don't give up, continue pressing on, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Um, and then I landed an internship, got my first job and I, I'm very happy where I am now. But I would definitely say to those that are currently looking for jobs, right, you're not alone yeah. um, everyone experiences it setbacks and stuff just keep on pressing and ultimately it'll be fine and even if it's not what you desire if you work towards it in the long run uh, you should be able to achieve it yeah and I think I just add on to you because you, you study in a local university right yeah. you study in a Singaporean SMU. Singa- SMU and for me because I study overseas right coming back to Singapore to find a job is even harder if you don't have an internship reason being because in Singapore you by default graduate with an honours for most people unless mm. you opt out of it when you study in overseas uni you have to try to get honours 
I mean, I got into honors, but I rejected it because I don't know why. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, but okay, no, okay. I reason, w- no. Let me let me explain to you why in a bit. It takes a while the transition between your graduation and your postgrad in honors for like my university. So I came back to try to look for a job. And unlike Nicole and most of her friends, I wasn't one of those people who secured a job before I graduated. Mm. Same here. Okay. I also came from a, like a private university. I was from University of Buffalo mm. at SIM, mm. and I feel like there was a stigma as well in terms of uh, finding a job. I find that employers are looking for local uni people mm, and they're like yeah. always the priority compared to others and I do feel like when I send in my resume I'm like maybe I'm not good enough like there's no replies there's a doubt, and right? everything yeah. and I, I was so sad at a certain point I was like how after a while I decided to set up my own company right Mm-mm. So during that period of time, it was this sadness that I always remember that drove me to start on my own business. I was like, why am I getting letting people? Right? Yeah, I was getting this rejection, and I I hated it, and I was so sad. I was like, okay, maybe I'm not good enough, this kind of thing. But then after a while, I'm like, hold on, why am I letting people set my fate? Amen. Mm. I was like, that's it. I'm just gonna try and do my own stuff. Cause yeah. what is there to lose, right? At yeah. this point of time, I'm yeah. not getting anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I was not going to wait for people to accept me. I'm going to mm. do whatever I want. In a scenario where we've all gotten jobs, the mm-hmm. next thing you worry about as an adult is tax. <laughs> you have your income tax, you have your property tax, you have your company tax. Mm. All the different taxes just comes to you and you're like, sometimes earning more might just bite you in the butt because that means <laughs> yes. a more income tax for you. Yep. You know what I mean? I feel like we should have a class teaching us how to adult and especially Texas. Because yeah. when How I to do your tax 101. Yes, because the thing is that, right, when I was like, oh, you need to do tax, I was like, why? Like, what <laughs> is this? And you just hear about adults saying it, right? But then that when transition, you, that transition is like, no one taught me how to do this. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's not something that you are taught even in school. There mm-hmm. is no, like, how to do your tax. Like, CPF yeah. and all this. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and I think, like, having a plan, right? Like, managing expenses having like it's like I have an Excel sheet mm-hmm. wow <laughs> oh yeah 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 me too me too now, now I've learned the Excel sheet <laughs> the Excel sheet so just to put in like all the expenses and stuff just to make sure that I have enough money <laughs> to mm-hmm. pay like all these taxes and stuff like that and it helps me like manage my day to day like you know how much to spend on food per day stuff you like do that, that? Okay. I do that but why do <laughs> yeah, you yeah I budget I'm... I do budget like utilities you have one one mm. something so you know how much you spend I think when it comes to a adulthood right you you really like you just spend like you don't know what you're spending on you just spend because do you guys have credit cards I need to know this uh, yes I do I do because it is a wiser choice I haven't created one under my own name yet seriously so you're using <laughs> whose credit card <laughs> are you using Ed's credit card Ooh, so you're using your husband's credit card all this stuff <laughs> nice <laughs> But I'll, I will create one soon. Yeah. <laughs> Same though, I don't have a credit card. Really? So the way I manage my finance is actually if I earn more, I can spend more. That ah. kind of thing. I will always put like a percentage. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like for example, 20% or something. Uh, but I know what's my fixed cost mm. for like, for example, my rental, my transportation, my food. Mm. But food is more of like the, the spending as mm. well. Yeah. I think for me, it's because, you know, I've been working for quite some time now. I roughly 
exactly know how much I spend on a monthly basis. Yeah. So I know how much I can spend and how much I can save as well. And I tend to not go overboard with it unless it's June or May because that's where all the birthdays come for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so true. So every time it's a birthday, I'm like, okay, uh, budget for expenditure slightly higher. But you know, uh, after you grow up, you learn how to manage your finances a little bit better as well. Especially for me, I, I chose to get a credit card because first of all, credit card statement. Mm. Credit card score, right? Go also. wrong. Credit score helps you get a house more easily in Singapore. Oh, really? Which brings us to the next topic, which is buying a house. There's a few ways that you can get a house. Yeah. First one is your BTO, built to order or self-balance flats. Mm-hmm. Second one is getting a resale flat. Third one is buying private property which is not easy for a lot of um, young adults here in Singapore because property in Singapore is, let's put it, very expensive because Singapore is such a small country. Yeah, so I know I know Nick is now like a happy homeowner. Uh, yes, happy homeowner but I haven't moved in yet. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, with that, especially because it's a privately owned piece of land or, mm. or property, there's property tax, right? Mm. There's this thing in Singapore called stamp duty, mm-hmm. right? That we have to pay for, which is like crazy here in Singapore because property in Singapore is just crazy expensive. I was just talking to one of my friends. He's Malaysian. He mentioned that like a condo in Malaysia, in Johor Bahru, is like 500 ringgit. <laughs> 500 ringgit 500,000 ringgit 500,000 ringgit sorry 500,000 ringgit 500k ringgit which converted into SGD is about 166,000 ringgit for a condo condo a private property amenities like if I want to buy like a condo in Singapore easily 1.5 1.2 million 1.5 million I think the struggle with that is um, a lot of people are not able to fork out the initial payment right? correct the, the deposit okay because we couldn't get the PTO and we wanted to think of alternatives and we didn't want to do a resale for like personal reasons right we went to look at executive condominiums here in Singapore so ECs right that's yeah. what they call them and the deposit for that for a 1.2 million condo or executive condominium is 27 to 30%. That's equivalent to approximately $300,000 of down payment and deposit that you have to pay. Immediately. If you're just starting out working, how the hell are you going to freaking fork up $300,000 if you're not like, if you don't come from like a a more fortunate background or you don't have the savings to do that? Because here in Singapore, most of us here are middle-class men. Mm. Right. Where, where, where to find? Yeah, yeah, especially sure. those with like student loans. You're not yeah. able to, you're not going to pay for that. Like you're still probably trying to pay off your Correct. student loan. <laughs> yeah, like I have friends who are just glad they're done with their student loans, let alone the struggle to get a house. Oh, yeah. yeah. You That's just you got see. a job as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. At that point of time. That's why I think you see more like couples staying with their parents now. Yeah. Like moving in with their parents first. I stay with my mom. I'm proud of it. Mm. For me, <laughs> I think my struggle in housing yeah I ran the thing Uh. is that because I am single I'm not married Uh. so I cannot get a house that's worse okay guys if you guys are looking for a sweetheart today (laughs) Diana yeah but I I don't want to marry someone just because I need to get a house she's a strong independent woman darling but the thing is that Okay, so um, when it comes to buying a HDB, for example, besides the down payment, what I'm paying monthly can actually be like the, the loan part. You know what I mean? It, I can afford it, but I'm not married. 
so I cannot even apply for it. But ah. I'm not. But I'm not rich enough to like buy a private home by myself. Mm, so I'm like I'm I'm stuck between like the in between. Yeah, like I can get it, but I can't get it. It's like, like do I wait <coughs> until I'm 35? You're not planning to to get get hitched or like you can't apply with anyone anytime soon or like co-occupant. You just basically are stuck. Yeah, so I'm stuck. I have like my own space, so I rent my space, right? Mm. And I want to own my own house because it's not logical for you to rent a space for very long. Yeah, I mean, I could be paying um, the house loan with the amount of money that I'm getting and owning the house, but I'm not because I'm not married. Yeah, so I feel the pressure. But it's just so crazy. And then on top of that, now you have to apply for this thing called insurance. Your mm. life insurance, your savings plan, then your retirement plan, and then your insurance for your house, for your travels, for your kids. And that's like just like the tip of the iceberg. Because True. when you have kids, it's a whole other different ballgame altogether. Yeah, another expense, man. Exactly. That's a lot of expenses. Okay, the studies have shown, right, that in Singapore, to raise a child is close to $1.2 million. Mm. Yep, I agree. Because I'm an expensive child too. <laughs> <laughs> And it's and it's just like for the average Joe, you know what I mean? Mm, One point yeah. two million dollars, and you have to think of like all the tuition. There's so much expenses yeah. that you think of, and this then is without inflation. Yeah, true. <laughs> and now I'm just I'm just like reflecting on my own life right Imagine now. Imagine like, 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 like why spend? so many things, huh? yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys know of people who are like, uh, let's take this step by step. We go from marriage first, then we get a house, then we go from kids. I know people who everything just come together: house, kids, wedding, all just one one bunch, just bam onto you. <gasps> Do they afford that? I don't know. Like take loans, they take just, loans. They just, they just go with the flow. Hmm? Like I, I, I do have a friend who's literally like marriage and BTO come together. So you pay for the wedding and the house. And then one year in, child. Mm. Do they have like three jobs all at once? No, they, they don't. <laughs> they don't? Yeah, but they're like going strong. I think because like their lifestyle is also really, really humble. Yeah, mm. very simple. Mm. Mm. I think you have to forego something. There are people who are okay to lead the simple life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then there are people who are refusing to lead the simple life, but also have all these things to pay for. Then you take loans. Yeah. (laughs) Then you die at the end. Then they they take loans. You know, loans have interest rate. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, (laughs) loans have interest rates, right? And then you have to pay for those loans and those interest rates. Because, okay, to put it, very very bluntly you got greedy I no 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 I hate owing money I don't like the feeling yeah same I'm very glad to say that at the age of 29 I am currently debt free Mm. like in terms of like no personal loans no student loans that I have to pay for I I live with my mom so I I don't need to pay for my house Um, but soon you have to everyone has to take a bank loan um, sooner or later yeah so when when, if I get a a HDB I will probably Mm -hmm. have to take this thing called housing loan or like a mortgage where you have to pay for it and then I just cannot imagine having to you know pay such a big sum on top of that have to pay for a child I mean in Singapore we have in Singapore we have are very fortunate that you know they are giving this thing called baby bonus mm. right where because of, you know of the population size and everything they want more young children nowadays because they realize wait, wait. that um singaporean adults are no longer giving birth as often as last time i thought they are now because of covid covid babies COVID. <laughs> there is like i thought there is a boom I mean, in they, like they are still trying to encourage people mm. to to have more children and to do that they actually incentivize 
advise the parents so the more children you have the bigger baby bonus that you have but the question is is that really enough no, it's not enough. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Because the expenses, everything in Singapore is so expensive. And yeah, you were After saying... After a while, I'm just like, are we just complaining about how expensive this country is? <laughs> yes, but I feel that if there's a will, there's a way also. Yeah. Even though everything is so expensive, you really want to have kids. Okay, of course, maybe the minimum. Mm. You can, uh, you need to work maybe three jobs. It's, mm. But you want it and okay? Yeah, if you're willing to work for it, I think then you will work for it eventually. Yeah. And I think let's let's talk about looking back at your childhood days as an adult now. Clearly, the problems are bigger <laughs> as an adult. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes all your childhood problems. struggles seem so minute. Yes. Even though, yes, at the point of time, it feels really, really significant. And I, I feel for all those that is going through like all their childhood struggles and their youth and we've all been there. But really, adulting is a whole different ball game altogether. I feel that the adulting problems actually make me closer to my parents. Really? I th- okay, I would say I agree. Because I finally understood what they are facing and what kind of problems they had to go through. And I felt more like empathetic towards them. And I'm like, okay. Mm. I'm gonna try to help you guys back. How how do you feel about growing up now compared to your <laughs> childhood? I think now because you have experience, right? So you learn how to deal with a lot of things much mm. better. But if you're looking at it objectively, the troubles that or the challenges that we're experiencing now is much more bigger. Mm. There's much more responsibility. But it goes again with how we are growing up and how we can take more responsibility. Like, like next time we'll have kids, they'll be yeah. even worse. Or next time we have older parents that we need to take off and that's not a burden as well. True. So it's never ending. Mm. Speaking of COVID babies, guys, I'm <laughs> gonna ask you guys something that because it has affected me, but I'm, I wonder if COVID actually affected you guys. Did to it? be honest, not really. <laughs> I think because we work so much in the digital space. I mean, Nicole with Google and myself at Titan. Mm. Yeah, we work so much with the digital space. It doesn't affect us as greatly, I would say, as compared to probably you as a business owner. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, but one thing I would say is I felt like my, my youth was ruined Why? for two years. Because COVID happened when we were like, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were still in school, weren't you? No, 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 no. no, no. no. But you I were was just like, like yeah. I was like the early 20s. Uh. It was when I was meant to be blooming, you know, and meeting oh. people and like. Sorry, you know. I'm, I'm just old. I, just <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the, the stage where I started my business as well. Mm. So COVID made me like, oh no, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I didn't rent a space for my flower business mm. as well during that time. Because imagine lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of down payment you actually Correct. have to go through during that period yeah. of time. But I mean, honestly, look at you now. You are doing amazing. But that's also because COVID happened and I had to transition to and online, adapt, right? Yeah. And adapt. And people people adapted to the online thing. So Correct. more people are buying things online. I think now as life gets more and more unpredictable. I think all your experiences really help you learn to adapt generally in this whole space and environment and this century. I feel that nowadays as an adult, we just go through like different kind of uh, difficulties, different from what we were have in our childhood. Yeah, yeah. they're just different. Yeah, but I think yeah. it makes it much more rewarding, right? I hate the, it. <laughs> no, the bigger the challenge, the, the 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 more challenges you overcome, the more satisfying. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it makes <laughs> me it makes me appreciate life more and like party harder. Yeah. Because if like another COVID comes, I'm like, oh shit, and then another two years gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's, let's just not think about it. Maybe yeah, if you don't say it, it's not going to happen. It'll you know be what I mean? Kind of sad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So life indeed gets harder, but I mean, this is life, right? So mm-hmm. we should all just learn to enjoy ourselves even during each stressful period of our lives. Yes, that's right. And we know sometimes struggles do not just come and go and they sometimes stay here for quite a while. And so remember to always seek help from close friends or family members or even professional help if needed. Remember, yeah, you are never alone. That's right, because Girl Code's always here for you. And with that said, we have come to the end of this episode. Make sure you guys stay tuned for the next one. And we will see you or you will hear us again in the next one. Bye! Bye.